Welcome! If you're just joining us, we are the Big Truths for Little Hearts podcast. My name is Susanna. And I am Mary Frances. We're sisters turned stay-at-home mamas living in two totally different parts of the country. I'm in Middle Georgia. And I'm in New England. We may be far apart, but we love music and storytelling. That's part of how we stay connected. And that's why we're here, to share that passion with you guys. We grew up as pastor's kids in a church community full of rich biblical teaching, and that included the songs we sang, also known as hymns. If you've never joined us before, welcome! And if you're coming back for more, yay! We love when our new friends come back. We are so very glad that you're here. everybody how's it going like I said we are still enjoying the sunshine here in New England and it is glorious our neighbors even have a slip and slide and a bounce house and a trampoline so I always joke that between our playset and splash pad and all of their fun stuff it's like we have our own theme park in the neighborhood <laughs> what's one of your favorite things to do when it's hot outside to do in the summer when it's really, really hot outside. I like to play in the pool and eat popsicles. My favorite thing to do is um, eat creamy and eat lollipops and popsicles and play in the pool. I like playing in a sprinkler like Abby and playing on a bouncy house and having new things. And what did you just tell me you like to do outside in the yard? Running in the yard. You like to do lots of running. Okay, yeah. good. Thank and you. And swinging on the swing. And swinging on the swing. That's funny. And good. letting my belly have new tricks. Yeah. yeah, okay, thanks. I love you. Playing the sprinkler. Yeah, and what else did you tell me? Mm, I like to play with a basketball and I like to swing on the swing very much and eat popsicles. Oh, and eat popsicles. That's a fun thing. Okay, darling. That's great. That's good. Okay. Um, and playing my dog Bailey when she's outside. Oh, you're playing with your dog Bailey when she's outside. That's fun. And um, Bailey. Man, that sounds like so much fun. For us, it is swimming. We can't get enough, so we are spending our days by the pool. Well, if you've been with us for a while, you know that we're studying the hymns. But if you're new, hi! We're so glad you've joined us. We recently learned that we have some friends all over the world joining us, and wow, we just cannot believe it. We're so excited to spend time with you guys every week, and we're grateful you're along for the journey. We have some fun things planned today, so buckle up and let's get started. Oh, I love this one. 
We've actually started singing this one regularly at church and it is great. It's one of those songs that sounds old but also translates to younger ages. You could say that it spans generations. It's just that good. Are you ready for the song snippet? Here we go. This is such a beautiful song. It's kind of sounds like swaying, doesn't it? It's called Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Do you know what your name means? Are you named after anyone in particular? In our home, we named our children after people we loved and respected people they could model their lives after and admire. It is a special way to honor those who have made an impact on your life, and there's a story behind the name which makes it even more special. In 1650, a man named Joachim Neander was born. He was the fifth Joachim Neander in the family line. He was also the fifth pastor. Isn't it fascinating to think that this one man followed in the footsteps of four generations before him? The next time you have the opportunity, ask your family members what your name means and why you have it. You may learn something new about yourself. Wow, that is wild. I don't know about you, but I love hearing stories from my family. Whether it's about my grandparents, great-grandparents, uncles, etc., it's especially precious to hear about those I never knew. What they loved, what they did, their dreams. So many who have gone before us leave a legacy that we often hear of through letters or passed down memories. They're usually tales of honor, bravery, and love. And I treasure those memories. It gives me a way to connect with the past that I wouldn't otherwise have. I really like the word you use there, Suze. Legacy. Do you guys know what that means? I just googled it, and it says here that the word legacy refers to money that is left to someone. But what Susanna is referring to here is something far more valuable than money. It means living your life in such a way that those after you will be influenced. They'll learn from your mistakes and your victories. They'll look at the way you lived your life. We see this when we look at the history and see the lives of people like George Washington, Harriet Tubman, or Napoleon Bonaparte. Some did noble things and some did not. Either way, we glean wisdom. We learn what to do and what not to do. That's right, sis. Did you know that Joachim Neander's biggest legacy comes from a pile of bones hidden underneath a river? Weird, right? There was a path by the Dussel River that flowed through his hometown in Germany where he lived and worked all of his life. He would go on what he called worship walks where he would stroll and sing to the Lord. He probably composed some of his best hymns during these walks. 
He was considered one of the first Calvinist hymn writers in Protestantism. He walked this valley so often that it was eventually named for him. Now it was called the Neander Valley. 200 years later, according to Robert Morgan, after his death from a disease called tuberculosis, miners discovered caves which contained bones. These were taken to a local science teacher who believed that they belonged to someone who died in the flood. You know, the one where Noah and his family built a big boat, we also call an ark. That's right. But an Irish professor of anatomy saw the bones and claimed that they were the missing link for evolution. I know what you may be thinking, Susanna, Evo, what? I know, it's a strange word, isn't it? Do you know what it means? Let me take a minute to break it down. For centuries, man knew, based on the Bible, that God was the creator of the universe. In fact, we see this all over God's word. It is even in the very first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's in Genesis 1.1. No one doubted that this was true until a man named Charles Darwin came on the scene in 1859. He claimed that people evolved from monkeys. He said that all species gradually change over time due to a process called natural selection. He even said, it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent. It is the one most adaptable to change. Many people believed his theory, and some still do today. But this theory is problematic, isn't it? You see, Mr. Darwin also said that evolution itself is the theory that all life originated from non-living material and has developed according to natural selection and speciation as random mutations affect changes without purpose or design over billions of years. But what does God's word say? First of all, life didn't develop from non-living material, did it? Well, let's go back to Genesis. Was the world formed without anyone or anything? It would be easy to make that assumption without the phrase, in the beginning God created. So Big Truths fans, who was there in the beginning? Say it with me, God. So God created everything out of nothing. The term for this is ex nihilo, which means out of nothing. The first difference we see is that God existed before anyone and anything else. He is the creator. Plants, animals, water, air, all of that didn't just appear out of nowhere. God put it there. That's right, guys. And is God a non-living being? Is he like a toy that you can set on your bookshelf that won't speak and respond to what you say? No. In Isaiah chapter 45, verse 5, we see the words, I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no other God but me. He is the one true God. As we've said before, He is omniscient, which means He knows all. He is omnipotent, which means He is all-powerful. These are called attributes of God. They're character traits that are revealed in God's holy word. Because of these two traits alone, we can conclude that creation was not from nothing, nor was it random. Nothing happened by chance. 
Psalm 33:6 says, "By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. For he spoke and it came to be; he commanded and it stood firm." This shows us that God had a plan from the very beginning, didn't he? So evolution can't be true. Creation wasn't random and it didn't happen by chance. Phew, that was a lot, wasn't it? But that's just a glimpse into the world that we live in. You'll find as you grow that not everyone believes what you do. Some people were raised to believe different things, and that's okay. God's word tells us that everyone is made in his image, right? So even when we disagree, we can lovingly share what is true in God's word. We're sharing this information with you guys because we know you have big brains full of big thoughts, so you can start to understand these big truths. That's why we're called Big Truths for Little Hearts. Even though you're young, you have the ability, by God's grace, to think great things. You can understand big concepts, and you can learn how to defend whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, like it says in Philippians 4.8. Joachim Neander was long gone when the pile of bones discovered was named after him, called a Neanderthal. But he would have been devastated to learn that this discovery defended a theory he never would have supported evolution. And we know this because he wrote praise to the Lord the Almighty while strolling in his favorite valley. This song is a poignant celebration of God as the Creator. What did you think? Have you ever heard of the theory of evolution? Does it worry you that others may not believe what you do? God's word promises, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's from Isaiah 46, verse 10. So you don't have to fear, but you can instead trust in him. And you can bravely share the truth of who He is because He will be with you. If you want to know more about who God is or how to know Him, you can go to our website. There you'll also find lyrics to today's song, plus coloring sheets to share so that you can sing along with your family. It's all there at BigTruthsForLittleHearts.net. And don't forget to like our Facebook page and subscribe to the show for weekly episodes. You'll hear a new one every Wednesday. You can also find more resources and encouragement on our Instagram page. Make sure an adult helps you with all of the internet stuff. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Are you ready to sing it out with us? If you have your music ready, we'd love for you to join in. Here we go.
Thanks for listening to Big Truths for Little Hearts podcast. We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.